Hey team, welcome back and welcome to episode 22 of Transition Talk, where we talk about dental transitions and how to navigate the sometimes messy path to practice ownership. So today we're going to talk about the staggered sale. Basically, when does it make sense to sell 100% of your practice over a shorter period of time? Staggered sales are super unique in the fact that they can sometimes solve a problem of transitioning a larger practice or a more complex practice when you can't find someone to buy it and walk away, or maybe you're just not ready yet. They aren't a fit for everyone though, and as with any transition, they all come with their own set of potential challenges. So today we're gonna cover what is a staggered sale, what type of practice does it work for, why would you do this, what can go wrong, and the more important, how does it work? But first, Mr. Loretto. What's up, Christy? Hello. <laughs> it's been I, a long weekend. I know. We've been partying. I've been taking care of myself. Oh, taking care. Yes. Okay, that's yes. what we call Meantime. it. Yes, 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 yes. No, yes, I just got back from a girls' trip with 11 women. Yes, do tell. stressful, but it wasn't. Do tell. Uh, the first morning I got up and I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I didn't have anything to do or anyone to put sunscreen on or make breakfast and I was like kind of a little bit lost. Yeah. I figured it out pretty quickly. I just did whatever I wanted the whole week. So nice. it was fantastic. Nice. And yeah, I'm tell, back. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to the Perdinalis. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Someone's I think so. gonna correct my, yes. my pronunciation. I think it's called the Perdinalis. In Johnson correct. City, Texas. Okay. Big house on the river, pool, sun. Very fun. It was three days of awesomeness. I took a book and I didn't read one page. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> what fun, about you? Fun times. Well, <laughs> we had the second graduation party for the bonus child, Braden, and 1,500 kids from his high school. So we had the, the big party at the house, and I was so excited. I wanted to go get the Buffalo Wild Wings. Ooh. It was one of my to-dos, and I had the backyard perfect. It looked amazing. I'm telling you, I picked up everything. The cushions were all laid out in the biggest storm <laughs> ever rolled in 70 mile an hour winds it was not predicted and everything was just a disaster (laughs) so i had to rush home out in the rain and kind of clean everything up and i was uh, all wet the sun came out the sun came out and it was all beautiful again it was it really was and now it's beautiful today as well i'm gonna go back to school and be a meteorologist yes because you can just get it wrong and still get paid Well, that will not happen today. We're going to talk about how to not get it wrong and pull out that money. So when we talk about a staggered sale, I want to be clear in kind of what we're meaning, right? What we're saying is as a buyer, you are going to go in or as a seller, you're going to sell certain increments of your practice, right? Generally, we're talking 25% chunk, 33% chunk, 50% chunk, and you want to do that over a short amount of time. So this is not something where I want to sell 25% and be a partner for an unknown amount of time. We are saying I want to be done in a certain amount of time. I'm going to sell 25% after one year, 25% after the next year, and 50% after three years, whatever that combination is. It's a defined timeline, defined percentages, prices set. And the reason why you're doing this is because either from a time period it works out and your associate or person you're finding it works for them, or because you need that long to transition over your practice. And both parties typically are locked in, negotiated these things. So it's a little bit different. It's a partnership still, but it is a defined period partnership for the purpose of transition. The seller is selling 100% of the practice over a set number of years. 
the buyer is buying 100% of the practice yep. over a set number of years. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. so I know that I have certain things that when someone's talking and it triggers, oh, this might be a good staggered sales situation. But tell me what you hear if you're talking to someone, what makes it a good staggered sale practice opportunity and what is clearly not a staggered sale opportunity? So the first thing is, and this goes for obviously my senior doctors and obviously for my younger doctors that are buying something, the thing I want is that senior guy or gal just to be super clear that this is for sure that they're going to sell 100% and they want to do it over this period of time. And a lot of times it's one of those situations where maybe they get this mail campaign. Mm-hmm. They receive the letter and they may call up and say, hey, I got this young man. I got this young woman. Well, it's a little early but I, I think I want to do it. Yeah. And I'm willing to sell. I just need, I'm 62. If we can figure out a way to I sell 100% by 65, figure it out, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's one of these things where they're clear. Now, the other thing is they have these big practices. Mm-hmm. And something unique about it is maybe a, a super high-end cosmetic practice. It just could be a practice that it may be a perio practice, and it's just going to maybe take a little bit longer to transition the relationships with the referring doctors, maybe getting their speed up to a certain level. Mm -hmm. You would see some of these same uniquenesses in each of the specialties. But in this case, for a GP practice, let's just say it's a little bit bigger than the norm, and it's got a little bit of a cosmetic or some unique type procedure that it's just going to take this younger doctor maybe some more time. So some of those things, I want them to be clear cut. This is the time. And then for us to make sure that we've got a clear vision of how it's going to work. And then we may see this for some of these practices. I just need to get that young doctor speed up. What do you hear that is a hard stop? Like either transition just isn't for you at this point in general. And more specifically, like when is a staggered sale not an option for a seller? You know, to me, it's when they can't tell me that time or that time is too long. So they're telling me it's like a five to 10 year period. It just three, four, maybe we start Mm -hmm. getting into five. This is just really more of a partnership in five years is a long time to really hang out with somebody that we don't know for sure if we're going to be able to, you know, to be done with them. And the other thing too, is if the practice just isn't big enough, I mean, I'm going to use a really low example, but if they want to do a staggered sale and it's a one doctor practice and it's only doing 700 collections and you want to do it for three or four years, just, just, it's just too long. It will not support both Yes, yeah, it's not going to support yeah. the doctors. Yeah. So we need to be able to look at kind of these scenarios to help determine that fit. Yeah, and as them. a seller, you have to understand that it may support you. You may be able to take that hit to make an $800 million practice staggered sale work, but the buyer most likely won't. Once they take that service and the debt they have for student loans, the money has to work for both sides. So I agree. I think that when it's not being big enough for a seller who is, you know, I'm open to selling right. in five years. But, you know, maybe like we know they are not ready yet. And they may be in two years, but right now they're not. And I love it when I call them out on it. I yeah. mean, I'm just it's, it's like the funnest time because we're kind of getting a little argumentative back and forth. And they're like, well, what about this? What about that? And I just take a little pause. I'm like, John, do you mind if I just be direct here? Because, again, mm-hmm. they haven't paid us anything. Right. This right. is we are interviewing these people yeah. to see if this is a fit. And I'm like, John, do you mind if I'm a little bit direct here? Uh, yes, Charles, be direct. I don't think you're ready. Mm-hmm. And they just come back. 
I think you're right. <laughs> you know, I love it because they're not. They're not. Call me when yeah. you're ready. Yeah. And I understand wanting to have a plan and you hear people doing staggered sales and it seems like a great way to do it. I can pull some equity out and, you know, kind of lock in a value, lock in a buyer. But I think you kind of always also have to look at the flip side, which is why would a buyer lock into something? I have to be more definitive. It's not fair to enter into this unless there is a plan because my practice most of the time is not big enough for two people. So let's say you check all the boxes and your practice or you are a good fit for a staggered sale. Why would we do this? Like what are the benefits of the staggered sale over a traditional kind of walk away sale type model? You know, again, for that seller, they're obviously looking for what are their goals in this. So obviously that ability to transition that goodwill and those patients and being able to mentor someone for these types of practices. Again, we can get that clearly identified, you know, timeline. There's other factors like maybe the bank is not going to allow the young person to buy in because, again, maybe it's this larger practice. Uh, It's a million four, million five collection practice, and maybe this person's just coming out of dental school and the collections is just too much. I can think of a stagger sale we did. It was like right when you first started, and this was in the New Orleans area. And great thing about New Orleans there is they have a good program. So they had a great dental school. Some of these students are coming out, cranking out some really big numbers. So we found this practice. We sent the mail campaign and put the two together. And it was doing about a million six, about a million seven. Two doctors in the practice and our buyer wanted to buy the practice. There's no way a bank's going to lend the money. Yeah. So we had the girl that was going to leave. She left. And then we had the two of them working together. And then we negotiated everything up front from the price. And it was a two years, I believe. Two years. Yeah, two yeah. years. So we, we bought in. Then they worked together as a partner. Then they bought out. And then he yeah. stayed around as the associate for about a year. So that's the great thing is they couldn't figure out in their million six practice. We had a senior doctor. And then we had the young female. The young female didn't want to buy the other half. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's helpful, especially if you already have an associate in your practice, you know they have the capacity, they just need to be given that kind of room to kind of grow. A bank not see that yet, right? Mm -hmm. So these staggered sales allow for them to buy in, get ownership, senior doctors start scaling back, buyer increase production and prove out, I can handle this production and, you know, here's kind of what I can do. And so that a bank kind of sees and, and that risk is mitigated on some of these bigger practices. So you want that financial plan, obviously, to be working for the selling doctor. So when the financial plan works, the selling doctor, oh, yeah. it's not about the money. Yeah. It's just about the time and let's make this work. That time frame of 65 or 67 or whatever that number is for them. It's just more of a mental game. Yeah, and I can understand how a seller would say, hey, if you know a bank's going to require me to work back for two plus years, I'd like to maybe have some ownership for a period of that time right. and be able to spread that out. I can definitely understand that. So I think if that's the reason why we're doing the staggered sale, then I think that makes sense. And I think that it's important to know that the banks aren't not lending in these situations because of the cash flow of the practice right. or the financials. It is the overall, and we've said this time and time again, they look at all of the pieces. They look at the procedures. They look at the buyer. They look at the seller and the financials, all of it together to make sure that the whole picture works. And so something about the picture is not working. So we have an example of another client we're working with that's about a $2 million practice with a 50% overhead. And this is near the kind of central Texas area. And so it's an amazing practice. And so this doctor wanted to sell to a private equity firm. The private equity firm declined it. And the reason was is because it had a four-chair practice. It was super high-end. And they just felt that this was this super doctor. They couldn't replicate it with their young buyers. 
So they basically declined it. So now my client's coming back to us and saying, hey, you know, well, what are we going to do here? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to need a staggered sale. Yeah. You're going to need to have those clear defined goals and bring somebody in and slowly pull back. You're working four days a week. You'll need to cut from three to two and just put some of these big cases and drop them into those two days a week and to start to mentor this young person. It's the only way you're going to pull equity out of this business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that kind of leads us into, I think, a good point. And, you know, these are great and these can be a great asset, but these also take a lot of work and effort on both sides mm. and a lot of dedication, more than just a walk away. You know, and it's not a long term partnership. It's a short term partnership, but it's a partnership none the same. Right. And Definitely. so as a what can go wrong, right, when we talk about we have to look at both sides of the coin and say, this sounds wonderful, but what should I watch out for? If you already don't have the associate in your practice that you're going to create this staggered sale with, you're going to have to find someone who's going to be an associate in your practice who you are then going to have to be partners with. Even if one, two years, it's still a partnership. You're still Mm going to have to split responsibility and decision-making and make sure that overall you're at least generally on the same page about how you're going to run your practice because you're both going to be owners. And in our thought process, you should be equal, right? Mm -hmm. Even if the buyer's only buying 25% senior doctor, you don't have say, right? You're not senior in that regard. And so I think that is important that you find that right person that you want are comfortable transitioning your practice to, but that you're also okay being a partner with them because clearly that can be an issue. Anything on that? Yeah, you know, there's lots of different ways and timeframes we can do this. And so if we agree maybe on a four-year plan as far as what can go wrong, and if it's going to be a four-year plan, more than likely because of the timing of four years, I'm probably going to have that associate come in to literally be the associate. So we're going to date a little bit, maybe the Mm six-month period, maybe it's even long as a year. But we have a plan now how it's going to work. Now, obviously, we don't get along during these first several months. That can go wrong. Right. And so now we have invested a lot to make this work. In this dating period, one of us could be you know, easily out. The other thing is if it is one of these higher-end practices and we're betting on that the associate is going to be capable of doing these higher-end procedures, and then they don't. Yeah. And so I rarely see it happen. But it's certainly a possibility. Yeah. And I think along those same lines of if the buyer clearly has to be able to do the production and learn and absorb and continue to grow. But the overall practice has to be consistent. This is not a time when as a seller, we dial it back and stop paying attention to the numbers. Even if we have someone locked in, they can make that first purchase at 25%. And then maybe for whatever reason, the practice starts going down that buyer potentially could not get the lending for the next purchase. And so the consistency of the practice, the the practice we were just talking about that we did when I first started, one of the conditions of that lending that that buyer had was the practice had to remain consistent for 12 months, right? And, And without that consistency, there could have been lending problems, which could have delayed a sale, which could have caused that partnership to continue longer. And so clearly risk on both sides and you have to be really comfortable with what you're doing. You know, it can't be, I made a huge push and not saying anyone would do this, but I made a big push for a year or two to get my value up. And then now it's kind of going to teeter back to whatever it was probably historically, probably pretty consistent. That still looks like a decline to a bank. So we have to be really careful about those things. Well, I just think that when you get two people in there and they're both at risk, it's going to work. Yeah, you know? yeah for you sure. You take a, a million five practice, I think it's a million six in the New Orleans area, 
is you put two people in there now, one left, and you got this young, hungry guy, and then then the senior doctor is also hungry because if they meet the goals of the bank, then they continue to hit that million six number. And of course, there was a real estate component as well. Right. So the senior doctor is selling, you know, his portion of the real estate. So we're cashing out of the practice for basically million two, million three. Then we're cashing out of the real estate, which is about another half a million dollars. So hey, senior doctor. Let's keep this thing. Yeah. Let's keep yeah. this thing working. A little bit of incentive there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that in most situations it works, right? And everyone's goals are aligned, especially if you're at the point of wanting to do this staggered sale. I think that's clear. But I think just being aware of those things and sometimes, I mean, clearly this is probably the first time and last time most people will buy or sell, right? And mm-hmm. so just being knowledgeable about those things is important. So if you decide you want to do a staggered sale, how does it work? Well, I think that there just needs to be a really clear-cut plan. And so one of the things I think that you know listeners don't know is we will not take a client on without this thorough interview. So mm-hmm. it, it's super clear that I get that senior doctor primarily on the same page and obviously the buyer on the same. He's in multiple, multiple phone calls. But I want to discuss what their expectations are on the value of their business. I want to have seen the financials so that I know that this is a million-dollar practice that is brand new or a million-dollar practice that's outdated. I want to know what the cash flows are. So I want to give them some expectations that, hey, making sure we're all on the same page, this value is going to be approximately 750 to 800. Oh, yes, buyer, that sounds good. Yes, seller, that sounds good. Good. So what does it look like on a timing? Are we going to do this over, you know, a one-year period, a three-year period? What are you thinking, senior doc? Well, I'm thinking, you know, two years. Perfect. Then we're thinking, okay, when we split money, this is how we're going to split money. I'm going to go to work. You go to work. We get paid a percentage. Yep. No, Charles, that sounds reasonable, you know, and fair. Let's get the buyer involved to make sure I can look at what their current liquidity is. Being able to look, are they going to be pre-qualified for this buy-in? Educate the bank what we're doing. Have clear-cut plan so that we can explain all the components of this transition to all the parties. Have production goals, making sure that senior doctor understands that that bank is going to want to see that this buyer can do this. Are you, senior doctor, willing to go from a four-day to a three-day? And young buyer, does this work for you? You may have to actually go work at a private practice someplace else one or two days. Does that work for you? I need for you to have some cash. And this practice may not support you as the associate immediately so we can meet our transition staggered goals. So I need you to go work over here. No, that's absolutely, that's exactly what I was thinking about doing. So yeah. A lot of communication. Yes. I mean, basically just with every party of this transaction, so much communication and clear direction and clear guidance as far as what the goals are and making sure those mesh. There is nothing worse. And I think it's why we spend so much time on the front end of these with our clients of trying to figure out what are your goals because neither of your goals are wrong, right? But they have to mesh in order for this to work. Or we can set up whatever plan we want to set up, but if we haven't communicated with the bank or the bank says we're going to need at least one year's of tax return, well, then we can't schedule the sale to happen 12 months after because we're not going to have a tax return, right? So we have to know what the goals are from each party. And then we also have to know how that very critical lender is going to come into play. And then really setting up a monitoring system, which I feel like is really important too. We can talk about these goals and set them up and then we don't look at them for 18 months. And then when the time for the sale to happen, we're like, oh, well, I wish we would have looked at this nine months ago. We could have maybe made some corrections to get the buyer's production up because we didn't really realize X was happening or whatever it might be. So I just think the clear communication and having someone who 
is in charge of helping you stay on track and in keeping those end goals in mind is really important in these types of longer transitions. And I love what your team has done as far as building out these production goals for each of the individuals. So just to be able to break down those fixed costs and direct costs and be able to show the doctor production numbers, Mm -hmm. the hygiene numbers, and then to say, okay, if we take this to a two income center from one doctor to one hygiene, let's bring the second doctor in, let's set some goals for them and be able to see as the practice grows, what the profit now Mm -hmm. changes to and be able to show both sides so they can really see it. It just allows them to really work hard to achieve it. And to be able to see us to have conversations with the senior doctor and maybe even a dental student and then one or two years later to be able to see that student, that resident in that practice and to be able to now look back to see we hit those goals is, is really pretty cool. Yeah, again, and it's one of those things, right? They're estimates, right? But they're educated estimates, and they would spend a lot of time talking with you to make sure, do you feel like this is achievable? Is this a pace you can slow down to or speed up to? Mm-hmm. And it really does help kind of with these staggered sales, especially. So I feel like we're doing more and more of these. We are. We're definitely doing more, and I don't know if it's because people are planning more, you know, mm-hmm. for that I feel the need coming in the next two to three years or just the size of practice, but we're definitely doing more of these. And I think as a buyer, they can provide a lot of value to you too. They can help Mm -hmm. you transition kind of what you're worried about, about the relationships coming over. Right. And so they can be a benefit if it's the right people. The buyer's always so just, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. They're always so nervous. Every every one of our our clients, they just, they're nervous they're going to be able to do it. Yeah. It's like, they you can do kill it. it. They kill it. <laughs> like everyone, I swear, they're always just, you know, I don't think I can, or you know, how is that possible? Or this is only the top ten percent. It's like you're gonna do fine. Yeah, and I think most sellers would say, I thought that too. Right. I didn't think I could do this. Like I would have yeah. never thought that I was gonna be doing this for this long or at this yeah. level. And so I think it's a natural feeling. But I think these staggered sales kind of can help with that piece of it. So, right. you know, they're definitely a great tool, whether complex, but they have to be done correctly and they can facilitate a seller in pulling out the equity they've built. They can ensure a smooth transition, like we said, for the buyers, but they do require that dedication and discipline. And so, you know, we, we think that both parties have risk and both parties have opportunities and they just have to be aligned. And so we know a few people who can help you if you're thinking about this. You know, they may be in this room, I'm not sure, but we're happy to walk you through and be a sounding board and hear out what your goals are and help guide you kind of in the right transition plan. So remember to subscribe to Transition Talk and share us and like us and rate us with your friends and your colleagues. And as always, have a fantastic week and until next time. All right, great job.